Hey y'all, welcome back to Lifestyle Gems. So I have a special episode today. Um, I will be interviewed by my good friend Jasmine Smith. Say hi. Hey y'all. <laughs> yeah, so random pop-up topic. I think uh, this might be one of her norms here on the show, but I think I've been doing a lot of thinking lately, and especially as we're here at senior year, about finding yourself and kind of finding your passion. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Exactly. A little deep. (laughs) But I think just in general, a lot of people get hung up on finding themselves and trying to get to know themselves. And the search can kind of be crazy and a lot of confusion. So I definitely want to get your thoughts and kind of rattle a cage and see what we can come up with. Mm, Okay. Uh, I think just in our day and age, I think we're in a space where we definitely want to like relax, but um, it's always like this thought that you can be constantly improving yourself and mm-hmm. bettering yourself. So I guess for starters, like how have you tried to find that balance in your life or like no one want to take a break and really take time for yourselves, but continue to like push yourself and to grow and expand and kind of find what you're passionate about? Yeah. I got, so before I answer the question, I definitely want to like emphasize or reiterate what you were saying, like especially like this day and age, like we're well, one, we have access to social media, so we're seeing everybody else, like, doing great things. And, like, nine times out of ten, like, the people who are following, they're not, like, really in the same age group or whatever. So I'm 21. I can look at people's page who are 25, and all I see is that they're in a different position as than I am. So um, it can definitely be, like, a little intimidating, a little, like, you kind of always feel like you're not doing enough, especially also being in, like, a place like Penn where, like, People from my background don't come to places like Penn. So I always feel like I'm always a step behind the people who um, I'm around, whereas, like, I'm not in reality, like, you know, I'm I'm in a good place to be. I'm in a good place, you know, compared to where, you know, I could have been or, you know, where I've been before. Um, so I definitely, I definitely struggle, you know, with the the balance between, like, doing enough and doing too much. Um, I think like once, like for me, I started to, I started to find that balance once I started to realize what exactly I wanted to do because it started to be less of like a task and more of like, I want to do this in my free time anyway. Like, so I realized that like, I'm really passionate about youth. So like in my free time, like I would go and sit on these summer camps and some these summer programs or like, you know, teach kids a class and like. To some that might seem like, you know, I'm working hard, but I'm I'm barely working. <laughs> like I'm this is not work for me. Like it's like this is fun. Um, so for me it's more like, how do I balance, you know, that kind of fun or that kind of work, like the fun work with like my school work. Um, and that's something I like I said, I started I struggled with a lot more um once I really actually found well, I struggled with it less once I actually found what I wanted to do, but still like the problem is so there's, but to answer your question, um, I just think you have to like be real with yourself. Like I'm, I make a lot of lists. I write things out all the time because I think it's important for me to like keep grounded and for me to realize like what I really think, like, you know, like your thoughts can be racing all day, but at the end of the day, like, what are you really thinking about? Like, 
Um, so I keep it very real myself in my notebooks. Like, <laughs> this is what I'm stressed out about. This is how to alleviate this stress. Like, this Y'all is see this. <laughs> it's true. Like, like, exactly. a, like a full two exactly. pages, full two pages. <laughs> I had like I was having a I was having really bad anxiety on Monday, and I sat down. I was like, no, let's let's write this out. I said, what, what's stressing me out? How do I make it stop stressing me out? And then even like just writing writing it out was helpful. But um, my point is like. Be realistic with yourself. Know when, like, you need to be able to take breaks. And then it, com- it comes to a point where, like, I have to schedule, you know, breaks into my day. So, like, I know I'm about to have, like, I, if I know I'm about to have a stressful weekend, I know, okay, at the end of the day, I need to make time to watch SpongeBob or, like, something that, like, like chills me out. I need, Like, you just have to make sure that you have that time yeah. um, put in. I definitely agree. And I think what's important to realize and people at Penn and in college and stuff, but even looking at people outside of that, I think what I noticed is that a lot of people are just busy in general, right? So like you have this life in the set by like alarm clocks and stress and work and other people. And then you have these bold aspirations and busyness and things you want to do. Where do you draw that line? Because I know like there's a point in my life I was looking at all of my downtime and I'm like, okay, a lot of it goes to entertainment, right? Like you said, like you mm-hmm. have to watch your SpongeBob. Yes, you watch SpongeBob all the time. <laughs> you have to watch your SpongeBob. It's you recorded. Show. I have a SpongeBob recorded. Even the background noise and knowing like your text messages are coming through and you have social media, right? Like I know people super common our age, like could scroll on Instagram for hours. Like, you oh, me? I was adding myself. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay. Right? And then you even listen to other podcasts and watching Netflix and listening to music. So can you speak more to like, how do you find that balance? Like, when do you know when enough is enough or when you kind of push that passion that's just kind of like fun and doesn't really feel like working versus like, maybe I should put the Netflix remote down. Maybe just this time, <laughs> this one time and like see what I could come up with. I mean, if we're being realistic, I don't really, I really haven't found that balance. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like a, and this might not be the, you know, the best method for, but like, I prioritize my mental health, right? So if I have a super large to-do list, but I really just want to lay down, like, I'm like, you know what, I'll get it done, like, no problem, and I'll push it off. Like, it's called procrastination, but I <laughs> I I like to call it, you know, prioritizing your mental health. But obviously like there's a there's a there's a line to be drawn. Um it's just it's a it's about like being realistic. I like to plan out my day. So like like any downtime that I have is most likely planned. Like I know, okay, I work I'm I'm working from this time, but at two o'clock I'm taking my nap. Like it's planned. So like you could either have that like super planned out schedule where you're planning out every so you like you schedule out the downtime, you schedule out the balance with enough leeway so like you're not completely freaking out if you go over a little bit. I like that. And what it sounds like to me, um, everyone's schedule is different, everyone's responsibilities is different. So you just have to look at what you have going on and see how you manage your time. And I think that's something as I get older, like I keep noticing, like you have to be so intentional with your mm-hmm. time. That's the only way you get stuff done. So I definitely feel what you're saying. Um, and I also have some more questions for you. Okay. I think you kind of touched on it a little bit before trying to give a sneak peek, but <laughs> I think in light of people's like responsibilities and like their schedules, like our next steps here, just kind of asking questions that you can ask to yourself at home that kind of help maybe sort out those patches for yourself. So 
I guess to start off, what activity in your life, like, really lights you up with joy? Like, what are you passionate about? Like, what really just, like... Oh, don't get me started. You see me smiling already. I'm getting, I'm getting hype already. <laughs> Um, I said it a little bit earlier. I think I think I I think I may have recorded. Those are all of um, I have more questions. Oh, okay, okay. So know. I think I I think I I think I added it into my introduction if I remember correctly. But I love the kids, y'all. <laughs> I, I, I love the kids. Um, I was always one of those like whenever we went out to like family events or whatever, or like whenever we had family events at my at my house, like they noticed they knew to send the kids up to my room, and I, <laughs> um, I was I was that older cousin with you know fifth like not even 50, maybe 10 little cousins. And I watched them all the time. I was a babysitter. I've been babysitting since I, like they, they put me to work y'all. Like, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Um, 10 out of 10 don't recommend. But, um, but like, since I was a kid, I always knew that like, I like to be that mentor figure. I like to be that, you know, um, some people call it bossy, but um, <laughs> I like to call it, you know, mentor, uh, you know, mother figure. Like, I like, you know, we, glass half, glass you half know. full, you know. <laughs> I'm about to say half empty. <laughs> That's what we're not going to do. That was a test, y'all. That was a test. <laughs> but, yeah, the kids. I love the kids, y'all. Okay. So, if you look at it like this, um, think about your activities in your day-to-day. Because I know you have so many passions, so mm-hmm. many things that you've done. Like, What's something you always love doing, even when you're, like, tired or feeling rushed? And focus on the why, too, here, because I think that's important mm-hmm. when people sort out and look at the things that they kind of dedicate their time and they'll do and push over anyway. So you're asking, like, what do I, like, even when I'm tired, like, what do I do? Yeah, or like, are you tired? Are you feeling rushed? Like, what is something you can still make a priority within your schedule and your mm-hmm. responsibilities? So, like, going off of the kids, like, I started my nonprofit um, last what day is it? What, what uh, like a, around a year ago, um, like last September, October, I started my. I said, what day is it? <laughs> the days is going by. Um, I started my nonprofit, and for the first time, I realized like I kind of oh I kind of realized like off the bat that it was a passion of mine because like I said I was I'm pre med. Um, I always thought like medicine was my passion, um, and I I really enjoy you know I like. I like medicine. Grace and Anatomy is my fave. Like medical school, medical school. Shout out to Meredith Grace. <laughs> <laughs> medical school is still, you know, on the list. But um, once I started my nonprofit, I started, you know, developing the program for it. And we had our first event in November, November, I think, twentieth or something. Um, like the week leading up to the event, I probably had. I know I had two exams, um, and. I'm not, if you know me, I'm not a morning person at all. Like, you won't catch me in any morning classes if it, if I am. Like, it was not by choice, and I still might, you still might not catch me there. <laughs> but to, also don't. Um, One of those uh, do as I say. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do, yes. Um, 10 out of 10, do not recommend. But so um, I noticed that, like, as I was, like, as the date came closer, like, it wasn't even, like, anxiety, but it was, like, like adrenaline rush like I was sleeping less but by choice like I and again if you know me I love my sleep I take naps religiously like that's what I do but like like leading up to my event I was waking up 7 a.m without an alarm like and ready to go like adrenaline rush like ready to get at it ready to do what I have to do like 
I'm like for a week straight, I was waking up at 7 a.m. And I'm like, how is this possible? Like, I can't wake up to, at 7 a.m. to go to class. I miss doctor's appointments at, 7 at you know, 8 o'clock because I can't wake up. And that's when I realized, like, oh, this is what it means to have a passion. Like, like because at the end of the day, like, you can have me in any type of, like, I can be in any kind of mood. I can be, you know, having the worst day of my life. If you put me in front of some kids and gave me an opportunity to influence their lives and to make a difference, like, I will be good. Like, that's, and that's, I think that's the difference between a passion and something that you, you know, just, you're doing or you just enjoy. Okay, okay, I hear you. Um, I'm gonna play devil advocate, though. Oh. You know, just because, like, like I said, a lot of people are busy, a lot of people have things going on, and there are so many reasons for things that, you know, you might have this passion you've been thinking about for a couple of years or maybe you don't know how to start or how to get off the ground or you think you have time. Like, there's just so many things. Okay, so a lot of people, just to play devil, devil's advocate, may not have the time or there might be a, a, a different reason for why they haven't started or kind of dabbled in that passion that they have. Um, so it might be like maybe a bad job that they're stuck in or other responsibilities or a bad relationship. Like, what would you say in order to like kind of move those things out of your way um, and kind of have clarity over where you're going and your next steps. Because it can be hard when you feel like you're just bogged down by so much and have so much going on already. And it's like, okay, you telling me to ask something else, but like, sis, like help. <laughs> How? <laughs> so I think um, like something that one thing, I, one thing that I learned is that like you kind of always, it's cliche to say, but you make time for the things that you really want to do. So um, if you have not made time for it, it's a good chance that you don't want to do it for whatever reason. And I think it's, like, important to have that, you know, that that real talk with yourself and try to figure out what it is that, like, you – that what it, what it is that's stopping you. Like, for example, like, I've been wanting to start a podcast for a long time. I've been wanting to start a YouTube channel for a long time. And I just never got around to it. And I realized that it's because, like, I'm afraid of rejection. Like, I – I'm like, what if I start this podcast and nobody listens? What if I like I watch this YouTube channel and nobody listens? And I'm like, at the end of the day, like, I was doubting myself, right? Um, I said earlier, like, I'm a, I was, I'm a seamstress, so I made prom dresses, and it was very much of like a hobby, or I kind of did it like randomly, but I was never confident enough that I can, you know, make it a business. And um, then one day I had this conversation with my really good friend Jordan Williams. Shout out to him. And he, like, just being real with me, like, like what's your pro- like, what's up with you? <laughs> like, why? What's stopping you? Why are you not doing this? Um, and he kind of really, like, pushed me and like lit the fire under my behind. Um, that's my favorite thing. Obviously, I said it probably twice by now. But like, he was the one who pushed me out the door to get me started. Um, and. Like, anytime I'm having doubts, anytime I'm really not thinking that, like, I should be doing something, like, I think about what he was saying. And he's a very, like, go-getter kind of person. If it's something that he wants to do, he will do it. Um, and that's that, well, that's the kind of vibe he gives me. So I'm trying to trying to make him proud. <laughs> this month, I decided that, like, my theme was to just start. Um, and I'm trying to, like, you know, implement it in all parts of my life. One, with this podcast just starting. Um, I've been saying I wanted to read for a long time. 
And I finally picked up the first book, and hopefully I'll finish it. Yeah, um, she does schoolwork. I don't want y'all to think like. <laughs> <laughs> <Never> <laughs> but I just no. So my problem is that I don't know how to. I can't finish books. Like I can pick up books, I can start them, but I just can't finish them. And um, I always feel like there's something else I could be doing than reading. And then I like eventually I'm like, you know what? I want to read books. Like just start reading books. Like, and I think that's like it's very simple, and it's you know it can go over a lot of people's head, but like you are in control of the the way you spend your time. And once you realize that, and once you realize that, like, if you really want to do something, you will, and you will make time for it, like, the time will be made. And that's all that matters. You spoke a lot um, about being intentional and, like, starting things. And I think I really feel that. Um, and I think I have a little a gym in a video I'm thinking of that, as a, a present, I think you could add in the description box for people Which listening. But I think I definitely agree. Um, you won't be successful until you want to be successful as bad as you want to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very inspirational video that uh, oh, I to. No, so wait. showed me that ninth grade. Um, and I just saw him recently and I told him I still watch that. I was going to advice to like a friend last week and he was like really struggling, I'm, like out of it. And I'm like, yo, watch this video and I promise you, like, you'll be good. So, sophomore year. That was the video that we played when we were studying. Like me, like a bunch of my friends, we would be studying maybe like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. when we're ready to quit, have the exam the next day. And we would play that video and like play it on the, you know, the projector or whatever. And it got us up. It got us, it got us good. Um, so I definitely, it, it hits hard. It hits hard. It's it's it's, a, it's almost, you know, a little bit like an attack, but it is. Attack, <laughs> it, it's almost a little bit of an attack, but it's it's a good one. So you spoke a lot about, like, getting out of your comfort zone. And I think what I took away from that, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, you just have to start sometimes. And I think I make the mistake, and I think a lot of people probably listening do that, too. When you have these big ideas that you don't really know, like, how to put it together, it's hard to just Mm -hmm. start. So I think I challenge everyone listening, and what it sounds like India's challenge y'all to do is maybe pick something small, a few small things to get towards that next step. And then you're like, okay, like once you mm-hmm. break it down, like oh, maybe it ain't so bad. Maybe it's not. Yeah. And like I said, like I'm huge on lists. Um, I knew I wanted to start a podcast. I wasn't sure how I was going to do it. Um, and literally, like I did not have a podcast name until today is what, Wednesday? Yeah, I think yesterday I had the podcast name. Did not have like the thumbnail until yesterday. Um, and like I already like my whole thing was I need to start. So if I would have sat if I would have sat and waited for to wait to get a name or wait to get my like my thumbnail, like I would have just started today, if that, right? But um I knew what I wanted to say. So like a week ago, I, you know, reserved the room. And I just came in here and I wasn't actually, I think when I, when I came, when I started recording, I didn't know what I was going to say, but I, you know, blocked out that set of time for me. And I knew as I'm going to sit down, I'm going to figure out what to say, I'm going to say it. And then that's it. That's it. Like, and me starting made like a really big difference. And like I said, it's very, it's a very simple concept to just start, but like, don't let it go over your head. It's, it's a, it's, it's actually a lot more deep than, you know, it meets, you know, than, you know, what's that phrase? It's more, it's more depth than. I'm thinking about the little iceberg, uh, the the iceberg I'm analogy. Like, I, told you I can't help you. Right <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I feel like y'all should know what I'm talking about. Something like that. I think. Yeah, I see. I see what we're going for. It's fine. Um. So thinking about in terms of 
just starting and doing things, I think it's crazy a lot of times to like notice like your growth, right? So you're Mm -hmm. finding yourself and finding your passions. Like, can you talk about a little bit how your passions may have like changed over time? So I know you talk a lot about like your love for the Mm -hmm. kids, but yeah, I don't know her maybe as well, but this girl makes dresses, like has made me dresses, oh, does hair. Like you, you dabble in a lot here. Don't, <laughs> don't hold the people up here. Kind of explore those passions and kind of talk about the evolution of those over the years, maybe a house. Not necessarily a bad thing if you don't mm-hmm. stick with what your initial thoughts were. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between passions, hobbies, and then things that I'm good at. So <laughs> I think one lesson that I've learned over my time is that I'm good at a lot of things, right? But I would not consider them hobbies. Like, for example, like dressmaking. I'm, I think I'm pretty good at it. But if you ask me what my hobbies are, I would not tell you dressmaking because I don't like, ho- I feel like hobbies you're supposed to like. I don't like, like, I don't like making dresses. That's not my favorite. That's not, I don't like that. Like hair, I'm good at. I wouldn't say I like doing it, but like I do it. So, like, a passion is something that, you know, gives you butterflies it gives you goosebumps when you think about it and that's how I feel about my nonprofit. but I guess at one point in time I thought like these other things were passions too like um I was I picked up a sewing machine when I was like probably 12 to be honest um and I started to well, I noticed I was good at it so I made my own prom dress then my friend started asking or one of my friends asked me to make her prom dress and then I started getting like requests from other people to make prom dresses um and it became like a kind of like a, a sort of big, th- well, big thing for me. Um, and then I realized that like, yes, I'm good at it. And yes, I like the outcome, but the process of doing it was not like my favorite thing to do. And since it wasn't my favorite thing to do, I didn't do it. There's a huge difference between how I feel about dressmaking and my nonprofit. And like I said, like that was something I did for the second half of high school. I think that's fine. And I think um, even with them, what you sound or what you're saying, it sounds like they've changed over time. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people don't realize, like, that's okay. Like, maybe you thought you wanted to study X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. or this was going to be your side hustle, okay. or how you're going to come up. But if it changes, then, like, fine. If you're yeah. not really sure, like, that's also yeah. fine, too. So I can actually talk a lot more about changes, um, because I came into Penn, and um, for a lot of my, well, I guess, I've been saying that I want to be a doctor since, I can remember. I think the first time that I remember seeing it was I had to be like five and I didn't know what do- I didn't really know what a doctor was. I knew I wanted to be one. Um, and then high school came around. I started um, being in more being involved in more, you know, pre pre-med programs. Um, I did two programs. And then which I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed. And then I came to Penn and I'm a pre-med student. Um but I struggled a lot in the classes, um, but I stuck with it, right? Because I knew that this is something that I really, really wanted to do. And um, at the time, I really didn't know, like nothing made me as excited as medicine did. So um, and I like to say like this is, I think I, I don't remember who I was talking to. I was talking to, um, I was talking to some, I think it was. Hmm, whatever. But I was I was talking to someone, I was kind of explaining this this story because um it's kind of a very random way like 
everything happens for a reason. Like, and like life changing things happen. On it. I'm a, that's <laughs> literally like my favorite thing. No, like no, and it really thing. is. And it, it kind of it gets me through my days, to be honest. Because like, if something bad happens, I'm like, all right, I'm I'm wait for the lesson. Like, <laughs> drop the gym. Okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? Um, but basically, like, uh, what was it? Sophomore year, uh, junior year, fall, fall junior year. I was in Orgo, and I was taking all these pre-med classes. Got my first exam back from Orgo, and I'm at Penn State with my friends. I look at the exam. I look up. I look up back to them. And I'm like, I'm dropping Orgo. They're like, what? Like you? <laughs> you didn't even. You gotta like. You didn't even talk to a professor. I'm like, Mm-mm, no. I'm dropping it. So um, I dropped Orgo, and I only had four credits. Um, I need another credit because I like to have a four course load. So I went on a website to try to find another class. Um, I saw that it was a class taught by a mentor that I have now, Brian Peterson, and it was a class called um, Education in Urban America or something along those lines. And um, it was by, like, random choice. It was also, like, um, the type of class it was, it was, like, it's what we have, like, ABC courses, which is, like, academically-based community service courses. And I know I, I know that, like, I, I knew I enjoyed that. I knew it was, like, some type of community service. So um, it can't be that difficult. And it was literally, like, one of the only academic-based community service classes, one of the only classes that were open that were, like, not going to be, like, like real classes. But, so I take the class by complete, ch- like, by chance, and, like, like not to be deep or anything like that, but, like, the class changed my life. Like, it actually really did. Um, so because of this class, I was inspired to start my nonprofit. Because of this class, um, I realized that I was very passionate about education and um, I started to think more outside of pre-med stuff. So one um, of the first times, because I would not let myself, like, explore other options because I, I knew that if I would explore other options, I might, you know, get distracted. But it ended up happening anyway, like, because that's, you know, that was a part of the plan. But um, so because of, because of this class, I started to think, okay, maybe, like, medical school can wait. Maybe I'm not going to medical school right out of right out of um, college. Maybe I'll take some time. Um, it's possible that I can go teach. Um, and then also another random time, um, one of my friends asked me to go to this event with her. Super random. Um, and I was I I met up with or I met two black women teachers, and. Um, they basically let me know, like, teaching is it, y'all. Like, <laughs> like I didn't think teachers got paid more than 40K, and they they told me how much they got paid. I said, okay, this might be, um, <laughs> this, this might be, this might be okay. Like, I might be good with that. And granted, I can, I can say, you know, money doesn't matter, but, like, I grew up poor, still poor. Like, money matters to me. So, like, that was a huge part of just, like, that one conversation and that, like, one class really shifted the way I thought about my future and now I'm considering other things. And like, it took me a long time to like, really like, like force myself to be okay with it because I I, I felt like for a while, like I was a sellout, you know, I'm supposed to be pre-med. Like I told everybody I'm going to medical school and it's, I, I still could, I'm, it's still possible. Like it's still like on my, on the list of things I want to do, but now I've made a list of things that I want to do. Um, and it just kind of reordered the way things have, you know, been. And to be honest, like, I don't, like, for a while I cared, you know, like, okay, people are going to think, you know, I couldn't do it, but, like, I don't care. Like, 
in reality, like, they're not cutting my checks. <laughs> they're not paying my bills. Like, what other people think, like, really should not matter. But obviously it does to an extent. Um, but I really had to, like, have long talks with myself so that I realized, like, so that I was okay with, you know, um, my life decisions and what I wanted to do and changing my, you know, Pass. And it's real. And talking about like that list of passions and things you want to do and how like maybe the order of things are like you're expanding the list and how that continuously changes. What kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? And it doesn't have to be like this is exactly what's going to say. India Watson did X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. This is the place that she was. But thinking big picture. And I think for those of you who listen in, when you're starting through that list for yourself or whatever that looks like, like ask these type of questions. So Again, putting you on the on the on the spot here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what type of legacy do you want to leave behind? So, um, I mentioned in my introduction that, like, I think my life mission and the reason I've I've been put on Earth is to teach what I have learned and um, to really like increase access to knowledge. So, with that being said, I want to be that person who, like selflessly gives like information whether it's in a form of education in a form of you know teaching or whether it's like being that mentor I really I think it's my I think it's my purpose it's my duty to share what I've learned um and really do my best to try to even out the playing field because we all know it's not even so especially like you know Growing up, you know, where I grew up and coming from, I've come where I came from. I grew up in the Germantown section of Philadelphia. Um, like, it's it's rough, you know, like, a lot of kids don't make it out. And, like, there are different, you know, systemic reasons for it. But at the end of the day, I really think that fundamentally it's the lack of access to knowledge. So that's what I hope my legacy will be like in whatever field. Um, that I'm in, whether it's, you know, business related, whether it's education related, whether it's healthcare related. Um, I'm really, I want to inspire, teach, and, um, you know, mentor. Okay. Um, And I think realizing the passions of being able to have that talk with yourself is very important. Um, how confident are you in your ability to make decisions for yourself? You talked a lot about like maybe different industries or sectors you may end up in. And I think that's also kind of scary at some point. So a lot mm-hmm. of people, I'm not definitely been there. And when I think like, no, I have to put myself in a box and I have to say, this is the pathway and this is where I'm trying to go. And maybe I'm switching tracks, but like you got to make what you, what you do, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it doesn't look the same for everybody. So can you speak to, like, your confidence and your abilities to make decisions for yourself? Because a lot of times, like, a lot of people's ideas, right, the way they're groundbreaking is because no one has did them before. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I guess, speak to taking that leap of faith. Um, I'm a very, like, I used to, hmm, I, I'm, I've started to be more of, like, a, I used to be a very in-a-box kind of person. Um, I needed to see the pathway I needed to know exactly what I had to do to do what I wanted to do. Um, more recently, like, after I sat and realized that, like, I devoted my entire life to medicine and then, like, one class changed my entire, like, 
my entire, you know, dream and my my all of my goals, I started to realize that like it's a really it's really a step by step journey, right? So if I would never have like randomly enrolled in that class, I would have never had my nonprofit. And a lot of things happen by just individual steps. So I don't even think that I will I don't even think that it's like really faith in myself. I think that like it's just me believing that like everything kind of works out. Like whether it's your your own, you know, your own plan or not, like everything kind of works out if you do what's in the best interest of yourself. If you're like obviously like if you're not going to class, you're not studying, like, no, you're not going to magically have, like, these, you know, great grades. But um, if you take those steps forward, like, things kind of work out. I don't That's very vague, but I think that's kind of how my, my mind works. Um, and I do believe that, like, even though I might not know exactly what's going on, I know what I enjoy, like, fundamentally. I know what makes me happy. I know what I want, um, like on a fundamental level. I might not know, you know, what I want to be, where I want to be in 10 years, where I want to be in 20 years. But fundamentally, I know I want to be financially stable and enjoy my life to a certain extent. Like, <laughs> um, And, you know, every it's about like those daily steps forward, um, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, and I think we had, like, a big conversation today about maybe you don't know what that looks like. And, again, like, that is completely fine. Like, we're just kind of pushing you to, like, mm-hmm. ask those questions to yourself and see what that looks like. Um, but, again, on the other side, like, recognizing your passions and what you, what you can do and your skills and how you can get to the next steps, I think an important part of that conversation um, is knowing what's limiting you. So what do you think is your biggest self-limiting belief that you have? Um, I think I doubt myself a lot. Um, and so it's, it's one, I doubt myself a lot and that I put myself in a box. Um, they kind of work hand in hand, but like, I, it's not even like I have a, a certain view of myself. I have a view of what people have of me. So if that makes sense, like, I think that people see me in this certain way. So I have to live up to that expectation. Um, and it really might mean that, like, you know, like, I'm not living up to, I'm not really doing what I want to do. I'm doing what other people want me to do or what I think other people want me to do. Um, and just that obviously can hinder what I really want to do and hinder my abilities. Um, and then, like, you know, doubting myself kind of goes along with that because if I feel like other people don't believe in me, then it's kind of like, okay you know, then I won't believe in myself as well. So I think those, like, the combination of those both um, is something I think, like, a lot of us, like, deal with, especially, like, I talked about imposter syndrome in my first episode. Like, that's a real thing. (laughs) That's that's a real thing. And um, imposter syndrome plays its role in, you know, confidence and, you know, whether you you know, conform to the box that society has given you. So. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think we had a good conversation today about 
pushing yourself to find those next steps, find what you're passionate about, see what that looks like for you and knowing that your journey doesn't have to look like anyone else's. In fact, it is yours to own. So I think on that note, um, just thinking about wrapping up and what I want to leave the people with and kind of some of the gems you're dropping here. I think if you look at all the things you're doing and, you know, your passions Mm -hmm. and the things you'd like to do in your pastime or your free time when you don't necessarily have a lot going on. Like, none of that on its own is bad, right? It's fun, and it all kind of blurs together. But sometimes that can be what's holding you back from dedicating time to get to know yourself. So I challenge you to really take at least one hour in the next 48 hours to investigate, like, what you like. Maybe something you thought about before that idea that you're kind of been toying with, but you don't really know where to start. Like, Google it, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, find the next step. Or even if it's, like, finding someone to have a conversation with. What would you say, India? Um, I think... I think you should also, at, like, the end of all your episodes, just drop some advice. You know, that's or a challenge, that's my... right? So people can, yeah. you know, come back and it's not like, okay, I listen, it sounds good, mm-hmm. but maybe I'll get around to it. Like, put a timeline on it. So I think... I think journaling has been very big for me the I started journaling because I knew I wanted to do it I just never got around to it um so I made the first step and went out to buy a book and I don't even really like dear diary like (laughs) today I didn't know that's not really what I do but I give myself space to talk about or write down whatever I'm thinking so whether it looks like a list for me or whether it looks like uh you know me talking through my anxiety or me talking through my day, like I give myself to journal. I give myself the opportunity to journal. Um, so I definitely recommend that for people. And again, it's not like it doesn't have to be a dear diary today. I you know my crushed it. No, it does not have to be all of that. Um, you don't even really have to be, you don't that doesn't you don't even really have to call it a journal. Um, but just give yourself the paper and the writing space to talk to yourself. Definitely try to journal. Um, go out and buy that piece of paper or even in your phone, like type in your notes app what you're thinking um, just to try to create a more clear environment for your mind. But um, that's all we have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed um, our little session today. Thank you, Jasmine, for coming on with us and talking and talking us through it. Um, And yeah, Thank you for listening to Lifestyle Gems with India Watson. Hey. What did Cardi be like? Ew. That's, <laughs> I, get, I don't think I get, um, ew. I think, <laughs> Please leave this in here. I don't think I can make this, ew. Ew. All right. Anyway, um, shout out to Meg. It's a hot girl semester. And... Hot nerd girl semester. Hot nerd boy, too. You know? Whatever. Everybody on the P's and Q's. I mean, Every, right. we can all win. We can, we can all win, but, like, I just, you I'm know. I don't think everybody know who won the summer, so I'm. <laughs> I'm cracking up. Anyway, yeah. Hot nerd summer. No. hot. It could be a hot nerd summer. 